just a few moments, you and I will be invited to come and to eat the, the meal that we hear Matthew describe here in chapter 26, to sit at the Lord's own table. But before we do that, I want to think about how we are meant to prepare ourselves for this meal. Matthew tells us that before the disciples ate that meal with Jesus in Holy Week, they came to him beforehand and they asked him how they were to prepare. They asked Jesus, where should they go to celebrate the meal? What should they have ready? They wanted to know what Jesus had in mind for this meal. And they, they didn't know it then, but that meal would not only define the, the rest of their own lives, but it would, would define the history of God's people for every generation thereafter. Right? That meal has become for us the table of our Lord. It's the table where we commune with him. A table we will gather around in just a few moments. So how does Jesus instruct us to prepare for that table? What does he have in mind? I want to share three items that Matthew records here in chapter 26. The first appears in verse 18 where Jesus tells his disciples to go into the city to find a certain man and tell him that the teacher says, my appointed time is near. I am going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. Not only does Jesus indicate a, a location for the meal that week, but Jesus tells them that they are to come to that meal ready to keep the feast, to celebrate the Passover history, the Passover story together. I think Jesus would have us come to this table prepared to celebrate as well. This table is an acknowledgement for us that, that we can rejoice in the mighty strength of our God. You and I belong to a rescuing, a redeeming, a deliverance-dealing king. We belong to a God who bested the Pharaoh of Egypt. We belong to a God who parted the seas. We belong to a God who in real time and real history has acted to deliver his people. And so tonight we're called to come to this table to celebrate who our God is. And that in Jesus Christ, he desires to deliver us from every burden. From everything that would enslave us. We're meant to come to this table with reverence and awe. That our God has the power to make us sons and daughters of his freedom. But as the disciples arrive that evening and begin the meal with Jesus. Alongside that command to celebrate and to keep the feast, Jesus also indicates that this meal will have a, a somber quality as well. And that comes with, with a revelation around the table. Jesus says to his disciples, 
Truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me this evening. And Matthew describes that how around the table that meal quickly became sad. That there was a heaviness in the room. And one after the other, the disciples began to say, Surely you don't mean me, Lord. Surely I could not betray you. Matthew wants us to understand that this table is one for sober reflection and even sadness, conviction. Because despite the the faithful love and power of our God, our own hearts can be found faithless. We can betray the fidelity of Jesus even in the moment that he would give his own life in exchange for ours. And so along with the disciples that evening, I think we're also meant to ask, does Jesus mean me? Could I betray the one who has set this table before me? Could I take God's own Passover lamb for granted? And if we have done so, then it's appropriate to come in sorrow and in repentance and to make that confession tonight in the presence of God. We come to the table to celebrate. We come to the table to confess and to repent. But third, and perhaps most importantly, Jesus has prepared this table to be a place where we give thanks to God for his mercy. If you look beginning in verse 26 in this chapter, Matthew says that while they were eating, Jesus took bread, and he gave thanks, and he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat this, it's my body. And then he took a cup, and he gave thanks for that cup, and he gave it to them, saying, drink from it, all of you, this is the blood of my covenant, poured out for many, for the forgiveness of their sins. In many traditions, this meal has come to be known as the Eucharist, which in Greek literally means the giving thanks. And it's called that because in nearly every gospel, we're told that Jesus gave thanks on this occasion. He thanked God for the gifts of, of the bread and the cup at that table which the Father had provided. But incredibly, upon reflection, we understand that Jesus is actually thanking God that he has allowed him to be that bread and that cup for us. He's thanking God that that God has invited him to be broken and poured out for us and for our salvation. And so we too, when we come to this table, should be prepared to give thanks. Because at this table, we feed on the mercy and forgiveness of Jesus. We give thanks that tonight, Jesus has set this table for sinners like you and me. We are the ones he has had in mind to invite to this meal. And so his great desire is that we would come and meet him together here. To come prepared to celebrate 
to come with, with sadness and prepared to make confession, but also to come with great thanksgiving.